Hey guys, welcome to the State of the Braves. I am your host, George McNair. Uh, we are going to be diving into uh, the Braves offseason over the next couple of weeks, uh, maybe three or four weeks actually. Uh, we are unfortunately in the midst of the baseball lockout uh, with honestly no end in sight right now. Uh, things have seemed to be devolving between uh, the, the Players Association and uh, the owners uh, through Rob Manfred, and unfortunately that is not incredibly surprising. Uh, we are hoping that we will not be losing games or that the season won't be pushed to a later date. Um, we will see what happens there. But in the meantime, uh, the silver lining to this is this gives us an opportunity to really thoughtfully dive into what the Braves offseason plans should be, what should be on their to-do list. And so uh, this episode today, I'm going to give kind of a a bird's eye view, a broad overview of some of the things that I think should be on their to-do list and really the priorities uh, of what they should do once the lockout ends. Uh, of course, the Braves very thankfully are coming off of an amazing run, a World Series championship, uh, and uh, no one uh, could be happier about that than, than me. Just uh, very briefly, I am a uh, lifelong Braves fan um, from the early 90s. Uh, to today. And so anyone who has kind of traveled that road as a Braves fan, you know that we have experienced a lot of winning, particularly a lot of regular season winning, uh, but not a ton of postseason success. And from 95 to uh, 2021, it was a long drought of uh, postseason disappointments. And so, uh, you know, coming into this season and the ups and downs of, of the 2021 season, this was not the team that anyone thought midway through the season would win a World Series. Uh, and, you know, to go, uh, I was able to go to a game in uh, July right after um, uh, the All-Star break. It was actually Jock Peterson's first game in Atlanta. And they lost that game. And you're just thinking, um, you know, here we go. They're just, you know, a 500 team and this might be all they are. And then they caught fire. Uh, Anthopolis had, you know, some great moves, some great trades with those outfielders, Soler and Rosario, and it just everything seemed to to fall into place and work. And uh, what a magical postseason run! And you know, how can how can we uh, complain about any of that? So we're coming off of this uh, kind of euphoric postseason run, and here we are with a lot of things still to do, and we're in this pause mode of the lockout. Uh, and you know, what's going to happen It's going to be probably fast and furious once the lockout ends. So anyways, I want to try to get into, um, the seat of Alex Anthopoulos. Uh, what is he thinking about doing once this lockout ends? So again, this episode is a very brief overview of, um, of what I think the team should do. I want to provide you with a little, little bit of, uh, just a reminder of the state of the team, some of the areas in which I think they have some strengths and weaknesses. Um, right now, you know, one of the main strengths is their starting pitching, at least those those top three guys, presuming that uh, Charlie Morton's coming back with a healthy leg. Um, and, you know, typically breaks are not things you need to be too worried about. Once it heals, he should be good to go. But he is definitely on the older side, right? So uh, we... We have to be, you know, watchful of that. Of course, the other piece to this is Mike Soroka, one of my favorite Braves, and just feel so bad for the guy with this Achilles re-injury, not being able to get back uh, when he thought he would um, last year. 
And so will he be back? When will he be back? And honestly, um, you know, while we're all hopeful um, and he could come in and be the best of these pitchers, you just can't rely. Unfortunately, you can't rely on him returning or know when he will be able to return. Uh, but you still feel really good about the top three uh, pieces of your starting pitching. And, and of course, the infield for the Braves last year was so good. You know, the elephant in the room is Freddie Freeman and what's going to happen with that. Uh, but but the Braves infield has been uh, their strength. And, and honestly, I feel like Ozzie Albies had kind of a down year uh, last year uh, in terms of what I think he's capable of. Uh, now, Austin Riley stepped up and had just a monster season that I don't know anyone saw coming. And hopefully he can return and, and just keep doing it. You don't want him to have, you know, uh, some kind of slippage or the um, the National League figuring him out, um, you know, something like that. But the infield um, is is really good. Outfield-wise, uh, you know, there's a lot of question marks about who's going to come back. Uh, Duvall is um, in the fray right now. And then, of course, Acuna coming back from the knee injury. Um, hopefully, by the start of May is when he's supposed to return and if he comes back, you know that he's going to be incredibly motivated having to sit and watch um, the, the World Series victory. He wanted to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, so you know he's going to be motivated. He'll probably have a monster year because of that. And then, of course, Ozuna, right? Ozuna is this, this weird situation that the Braves are going to have to figure out. Um, catching also has been generally a strength. It was a down year for Darno. He had a weird injury-filled season. Uh, but then you have Manny Pena coming in, and I think that was it's one of the very few moves that Anthopolis was able to make before the lockout happened, and you feel good about the catching situation. Uh, the bullpen, you know, the back in the bullpen obviously was one of the huge reasons why the Braves won the World Series. So um, that you feel good about that. We all know that Will Smith has his issues, but hopefully he can come back and have um, a good uh, final season under that big contract the Braves gave him. Uh, Matzik is the man. Um, they are a little weak on the right, you know, right-hander side. Uh, Luke Jackson being the only real go-to right-hander in that bullpen. So, anyways, the Braves, while they are in uh, good shape to come back and compete, and they should be the favorites, of course, to win the National League East again. Um, there's a lot of question marks and a lot of things still to do uh, once uh, the action begins again after this lockout ends, whenever that is. So before we get into um, the, the to-do list for the Braves and Anthopolis, I really want to be thoughtful about what Anthopolis must weigh in terms of talent, clubhouse chemistry, and fan loyalty. You know, and several of these moves are really tied together with those things. Now, of course, as a GM, you want to bring in the best guys, right? The most talent. I mean, you think about wins above replacement. You, you, you think about, about all these things and how they fit together. But the Braves have always been, I feel like, very, thought, very thoughtful about their clubhouse, the types of guys they bring in. Uh, and, and that's going to be really important. And again, with fan loyalty, and I think particularly when you talk about Freddie Freeman, that has to be at least a little part of the decision-making. It shouldn't guide you entirely, right? You can't, you can't be blind to everything else just because the fans want somebody to return. But it can't also be, you know, totally divorced from your decision-making because, after all, um, you know, the fans uh, are the ones who pay the money uh, to, um, you know, 
to pay the players. And so you, you, especially coming off of this World Series victory, I think you really need to be thoughtful about, uh, about the fans. All right, so let's get into the to-do list. I have a top six. I know that's a little bit of a weird number, but these are, these are the main six things that I would do and how I would prioritize the offseason. And number one should be no shock to anybody, re-sign Freddie Freeman. Re-sign Freddie. All right, now, there, there are emotional reasons. You know, I love Freddie. He's probably my favorite Brave. Um, I love that he has, you know, stuck it out through the down years, through the rebuild. You know, they come back. Now they've won four straight division titles, and here they win a World Series, which is so cool for him um, particularly, right, because he's been there through thick and thin. Um, but there, there are all those emotional reasons that you want to re-sign Freddie. Now he is, uh, you know, going to be 33 this season. Right, he's he is definitely getting on the the back end of what you might consider, uh, you know, the the really good years uh, uh, for a player. Uh, but nonetheless, there are many good reasons to re-sign Freddie, and the reason I would do this before anything else is because of how important he is to that clubhouse and to the team on the field. So number one, number one reason to re-sign Freddie, he's the clubhouse leader, right? Um, everybody knows that. Everybody looks to him. Um, you know, you had guys talking about uh, wanting him back. I mean, very vocally um, for the World Series parade, right? Dansby Swanson, Ozzy Albies, both, you know, big time pieces uh, of your team, uh, basically begging Anthopolis bring back Freddie. And we know that Freddie wants to be back, right? Um, and what about the leadership void, right? So Freddie leaves. Who's gonna Who's gonna step up and be that guy? And while you have some really solid pieces uh, on the Braves, I don't think there's anybody who is the obvious next guy to step up. Just like when, you know, Chipper retires, Freddie's right there. You know, Freddie's also a franchise cornerstone. He's the hardest worker. Everybody knows that. He's the hardest worker on the team. He sets the tone for the entire team. And, and if you lose him, not only do you lose his ability on the field, but you lose uh, that guy that everybody follows. Uh, and I think that would be very harmful to the team. This is something that is difficult to put numbers on, right? It, there's no there's no stats that you can look at and measure the impact of something like that. And yet there it is. And we know it's there. Uh, he is the most consistent player on the team, right? Freddie is incredibly consistent year after year. Now he had the weird first half of this past season that, you know, he, he was having such a down year and then he turned it on so much at the second half. And then he ends up basically being where he almost always is uh, in terms of his stats and uh, his wins above replacement. So, you know, Freddie is consistent. Now, again, he's coming into the older, the latter stage of his career. So does that wane a little bit? Potentially, but he has proven to not be a guy who ebbs and flows. Uh, he is very consistent. Uh, and consistency matters in baseball because it is mostly a, a, a sport of inconsistency. He's also the best first baseman right now, right? So even if you bring in somebody who might be better um, over the next five or six years, if, if you think that Freddie might go downhill eventually, right now he is the best first baseman in baseball. And you're, you're trying to win right now. You have a team that could repeat, right, that will be in the playoffs for multiple years to come. So why not bring in the best first baseman or keep the best first baseman? Um, 
So that's another big reason you want to win now. He's your guy. No one else is going to be better than him next year. There might be a few guys, right, who flash a great season, but you know what you're getting with Freddie. And of course, he's a fan favorite. And why would you want to alienate fans? You have so much goodwill coming off of this World Series win. Why alienate fans by not signing one of um, the most beloved Braves in their history, right? I mean, Freddie is up there with Chipper Jones. I mean, he really is. He's up there with some of the greats. Uh, why not bring him back when it is very much on record that he wants to be back in Atlanta? Um, so our next episode, by the way, I'm going to dive much deeper into um, Freddie. Again, some of the reasons why he should come back. I'll even get into a couple reasons of, you know, some of the some of the negatives. Why not bring him back? Um, and then I will, as much as it pains me, I'll go into some possible um, scenarios. If he doesn't come back, who could who could the Braves target? And um, and I'm going to, you know, spoiler alert. Um, no one's going to be as good as Freddie in my mind, as good of a fit, but we will look at some of the, some of the possibilities and weigh some of those options. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's talk about, you know, so number one, resign Freddie Braves. Okay. But number two, the number two thing that I would do, uh, moving forward, uh, is cut or trade Marcel Ozuna. Now this one's going to be difficult because of Ozuna's issues, of course, uh, with his domestic violence um, and why he was unable to play for the second half of the season. So I want to just first say, obviously, I do not know all the facts of the case of um, of Ozuna's domestic violence dispute with his wife, right? We don't know um, totally. And so it's, it's difficult from an outsider's perspective to know what the Braves are going to do. What do they know? And how are they viewing his issues? Um, but, you know, even if Ozuna, Ozuna is fully remorseful, even if he does everything the right way from this point forward, which would be great for him personally, I just don't see how his presence on the team moving forward works. Uh, he was not a part of this amazing World Series run. Um, and, you know, I think he I think his, his teammates just feel like they that he let them down in a big way. And he did. You know, it's hard to come back from that. You know, so what I would very much hate to see happen is the Braves allow Freddie to leave and they bring back Ozuna. I think that would be such a, um, a downward drag on the team that has been so good in terms of its clubhouse. I think you'd really have to be ignoring a lot of things uh, to, to, you know, for those two things to happen. So hopefully the reverse happens. Freddie comes back. Ozuna is gone. But that to be said, it's not going to be easy to trade Ozuna. Um, he just simply doesn't have much value at all. So, you know, uh, the possibility of them cutting Ozuna is much higher. Um, but, be, but being able to have some kind of um, clarity on the Ozuna issue is going to help the Braves move forward, knowing what they knowing what they can do for the offseason, how much money they have to work with. Um, but I will say this. This is why it's number two. This would not be a prerequisite for me for like how much can we give Freddie or can we re-sign Freddie. You need to re-sign him, re him no matter what pretty much and then move forward with Ozuna and then work the team around uh, those, two, those two things. 
Um, hopefully, the Braves could figure out a way to uh, unload Ozuna's contract without having to eat all of that money, right? That would be the best situation possible. Uh, unload the contract uh, through a trade, but of course, you're probably not getting much back. So either a team's willing to take on the money and you get hardly anything back, or you you make a trade and you exchange bad contracts, you know, and that will happen occasionally. So maybe there's a team out there who's willing to give Ozuna a second chance, see what he's capable of doing with the bat, which obviously he is capable of that. Um, but we'll just have to see. But I think that both the Freddie thing and the Ozuna thing are going to happen really quickly once the lockout um, comes to an end. So we're going to see. We're going to see what happens. But those were would be my two big um, first to-do list things uh, for the Braves. And it's going to grant a lot of clarity moving forward in terms of what they can do with these other things that I'll mention. So my number three thing on the to-do list for the Braves would be to add a center fielder. I would target a center fielder. Um, now, the caveat to this is Pache, right? We do not fully know what he's capable of. And we also don't know how the Braves view him because he had such a bad showing early last year. You know, he gets sent, sent down uh, to AAA uh, and it took him a while in AAA to kind of start figuring things out. He did have a pretty good end of the season. But even then, it wasn't like he was suddenly a superstar, you know, and something just clicked. Uh, so I really will be interested to see what happens with him during the um, during spring training. And I think it's going to be pretty clear pretty early on how they view him moving forward. Is he going to be uh, in the Braves lineup, maybe at the back end of the lineup, and they're just happy to have a quality center fielder defensively out there and kind of hoping that the bat comes around. But, you know, in my mind, very rarely does a guy with issues with the bat suddenly start figuring out in the major leagues. You know, uh, the bat does not come around often in those scenarios. So I I don't think Pache is done. I, I don't think he's a bad prospect. Uh, you know, many outlets still have him as the Braves' number one top prospect, even with his struggles. But um, that's not to say that he's the answer uh, long-term or that he's the answer next year. Because my issue with Pache is the timing, right? He might become a really good major leaguer, uh, but it might take him another two years, uh, three years. And the Braves really need a center fielder now. Um, now, the idea is, well, you could play Duvall in center field. He played it last year. But Duvall is a corner outfielder. Um, he's a great corner outfielder, but is he a center fielder? I don't think so. Um, so in my mind, the Braves generally need another outfielder, and I would choose to target a center fielder first. Now, even with that, even if you bring in a center fielder, this is my number four on the to-do list, is I still think the Braves need to add at least one corner outfielder or a guy who can hit at the DH position, which is probably coming next year. Um, so keep in mind, they have Duvall, one corner outfield spot. Acuna is coming back probably in May, um, and you bring in a center fielder. But that's still one position, you know, more likely a DH, but you do need somebody who, who's also capable of playing corner outfield position before Acuna comes back. So what do you do with that? Well, of course, re-signing either Soler or Rosario 
would make a ton of sense if you have the money to do it. I love both of them. Um, I am not, you know, in a really solid camp for one versus the other. I think I, by just a little bit, like Solaire more, um, particularly because uh, he was excellent for the Braves for a little, uh, for a longer period of time. Uh, Rosario came in uh, later, and so we just got to see him less. Now, Rosario was so incredible, especially in the NLCS against the Dodgers. I mean, he he showed what he can do, what he's capable of. Um, but then Solaire, you know, was amazing in the World Series and and um, pretty much good since, you know, at, since the Braves got him, he was good. So I would be happy with either of those guys. You know, there are other out, outside targets that you could bring in, but um, but why do that? You know, you, you basically have two Braves postseason legends here that you could potentially bring back. But again, the cost is, is going to be part of it. What happens with Ozuna's contract is going to be part of what you're able to do. Um, so we're just going to have to wait and see. But clearly, they're going to need to bring in uh, you know one additional guy here. Uh, now, if the Braves were to choose to not uh, resign or not to go after a center fielder like I would like them to do, then maybe you bring back both of them if you're if you're able. Now, the guy I'm not mentioning is Jock. I'm not as big of a Jock Peterson fan. I think if he is your fourth outfielder who's playing a couple times a week, um, okay. I I just think he's so hit and miss, uh, and I don't know. He he's not he's not my favorite guy, and I think he wants to play every day, um, and I just don't think the Braves would have him play every day. So I don't see that being a an easy match. Uh, so. Could it happen? Yeah, I just don't think it's uh, the top ch top choice for me. All right, my number five. My number five on the to-do list for the Braves is add a middle-of-the-rotation starter. Now, notice what I'm saying. Middle of the rotation, not fifth starter. I don't want another reclamation project. I don't want Drew Smiley 2.0. Um, they need somebody who is a little more reliable in that role. And I know that that's probably a little expensive, um, but I think it's, you know, for a team that is ready to win and ready to continue to win, uh, they need to set their sights a little higher than just a fifth starter back end guy. Remember, I, you cannot count on Soroka. So obviously Soroka immediately goes into that and maybe even the top of the rotation if he can reclaim what he was before his injuries but we can't count on him coming back we don't know when he'll be able to come back and so i think whatever you do soroka has to be out of your mind uh, now how do you how do you gain a a guy who's a middle of the rotation starter uh, i don't think at this point the braves with all their other needs are going to have a ton of money to throw at this this type of player so I think this one would be done via a trade. Um, and so once we get to, you know, down the list and we do another episode on this uh, specific need, I'll throw out some names of some guys I think the Braves can target. All right, and then my number six, my number six need, right, bolster the bench and the bullpen. So I kind of putting these together, right? But um, I think the Braves need a quality fourth outfielder. Uh, again, that could be Jock Peterson. He doesn't really give you great defense. Uh, if he's willing to be that guy and he's cheap enough, okay. Um, I think that's fine, but I just don't know that he's he sees himself in that role long term. Um, but, uh, you know, a good fourth outfielder who can hit, right? If someone goes down with an injury and this guy needs to, needs to play for a month, 
right? That you're not going in the tank because he can't um, he can't hit it all. Uh, so a little better hitting off the bench from the outfield position, and then I think a corner out a corner infielder as well would be really beneficial to have. You know, God forbid if if Ryler, Riley or let's hope Freeman is there. You know, if one of them were to go down, somebody who can step in or even just give them a day or two uh, here and there. And remember, having the DH, you know, if you have several good hitters in there, then you can utilize them uh, a little bit more in that role. All right, and then the need for a good quality right-hander in the bullpen. Uh, so, you know, one more guy. I think I think the Braves are basically one more good righty away from having a, a great bullpen. Um, and, you know, you, you need that depth over the course of a long season. Uh, so hopefully the Braves, you know, that's something that I think you can you can get without it being too expensive. Um, you know, they were able to get Kirby Yates before the lockout, but he's probably not going to be available much this season. He's coming off some arm, arm issues. Uh, but I think targeting one other guy who you can really rely on would be of great value. All right, guys, so those are my top six things on my to-do list, if I were Alex Anthopoulos, if I were the Braves GM, number one, re-sign Freddie for all of us Braves fans, um, for the team in general, right? And the health of the team, re-sign Freddie. It has so many positive impacts, not just on the field, but off the field and everywhere else. Uh, Freddie is a Brave, and he should be a Brave, um, particularly coming off of that World Series victory. Uh, number two, Cut Ozuna. Let's cut ties. Let's be done with that. It was an unfortunate re-signing. Wish it hadn't happened with everything else that happened. But uh, we need to move on and have some clarity there. Number three, get a true center fielder. And I'm looking forward to that episode where I'll really dive into some of the guys that I would target. Uh, number four, add another outfielder or DH option. With it being the DH, it'll give you a little more flexibility of who you might can target. So we'll get into that in a later episode. Number five, add a middle of the rotation starter. And then number six, bolster the bench and the bullpen. Really be a deep team like those other, you know, top tier teams that the Braves will be facing off of, facing off against like the Dodgers and the Astros again. You want to be deep. So guys, that is um, uh, my my to-do list for the Braves. Uh, go Braves. I hope, I hope, I hope that this lockout will end soon. And once it does, I hope the very first thing that the Braves do is re-sign Freddie Freeman. Thanks for listening, guys. See you soon.